Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Check, check. Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Hope you're having a great day. We're pushing just about 7,500 downloads, which is cool. It's not epic, but it's not bad. I get about 75 to 125 per episode, which is... 75 to 125 people somewhere in that vicinity tuning in every week. Uh, shout out to Greg. Really hope you're feeling better. Hope you're doing okay. Everybody who's listening, stop and pause a moment and send some love out to Greg D, who's in the hospital. Um, we love you. I value you. I value your input. I appreciate you as a human being. I appreciate you as a father i appreciate you as a husband i appreciate you as a family man i appreciate you as a coach i appreciate you for all that you are and i pray for you to get better so again shout out to greg m or d dememos um everybody take a moment and send greg just a little bit of love prayer works prayer works I love to pray. It's it's interesting whenever I um whenever I can't sleep if I drop to my knees and I just start praying for people, like everybody that I love, the the and even people I don't love, the the um it's just amazing. It just goes like one person to the next to the next to the next and that will often exhaust me. That will often um that will often tire me out to the point where I can get to sleep and you know, when you're, when you're, when you're sleepless, when you have insomnia, very often there's like a self-absorption going on. There's a lot of things that you're thinking about that have to do with you and your life and what's wrong and yada, yada, yada. And if you disrupt that, if you sort of intercept that and shift that focus towards others, very often you will find um, that that's exactly what needed to happen. It's so hard when you, I don't know if anybody's struggled with insomnia, it's so hard when you've got insomnia because all you want to do is sleep, but the worst thing you can do is to lay there and try to sleep because laying there and trying to sleep just doesn't get you anywhere. You got to get up and do something. So anyway, insomnia tips, pray for others, pray for Greg. We love you, Greg. Get, get better fast. Um, all kinds of crazy stuff um, going on in... The world, a um, lot of lot of cause for concern. You know, I mentioned in I think it was the last episode or two episodes ago. I you know I'm continually referring to the loose the luciferic energy, um, which is wolf and sheep's clothing energy, and um, you know I talked to a friend of mine who's a fire, he's a fire fire chief in Chicago, and he he responded he responded to a a shooting yesterday. In Uptown, Wilson and Sheridan, which there's this McDonald's there. There's just this crazy little area in Chicago and Uptown between like Wilson and Lawrence and um, Sheridan Road. It's just this like, it's just this weird little wacky ass place of Chicago. And there's just very off energy going on there. Apparently the highest percentage of sex offenders in the entire city lives in that little neighborhood there in Uptown. But um, 
Yeah, he responded to a, a shooting. This guy got shot in the head, and the gray matter is pouring out of this dude's brain. And there's gang members everywhere, and there's no cops. The cops haven't shown up. So my friend, who's in charge of, you know, like a fire, a team of firefighters and emergency responders, has to essentially manage the situation when there's no yellow shooting tape, there's no police presence, there are no officers there. And there's like, you know, people with guns all around and he doesn't know if the rivals are still there. He doesn't know if somebody's going to come up and pop a final cap in that, you know, the body of this person who he's attending to, right? And so he's freaked out and the ambulance people are freaked out. Uh, the rest of the emergency responders are freaked out. So he has to make another call. And then the cops show up um, like a few a few minutes later. But you got to imagine yourself in that type of a situation, what a few minutes feels like, what three, four, five, six, seven minutes feels like. And um, and so that's that's what I'm referring to when I talk about the, the Luciferian energy. It's energy that masquerades itself as, hey, we want the world to be a better place. Because, so we want to defund the police because we have a greater vision for the world. But then people start cracking down on police. The citizens are policing police. And then the police are just like, oh, shooting? Fuck, fuck it. I don't know. Let's finish this, let's finish this fucking donut first because, you know, we're going to get videotaped the entire time anyway. So, you know, why bother? Now, do I know that that's exactly what was happening in the minds of these police officers? Of course not. I do not know. Um... Do I excuse criminal behavior on the part of police? Absolutely not. Have I been harassed by the police? Absolutely. Um, even as a skater in the 80s, in the late 80s, going down to the city of Chicago to skate, the police were a force to be feared. Um, this is, I mean, I'm talking about a, a I'm a 79-pound skateboarder, prepubescent skateboarder, skating around in the city of Chicago. And not wanting the cops to see me like truly scared because the Chicago police were known to um, like basically kidnap skaters. And I heard stories of um, uh, the cops basically grabbing skaters, pulling them away from skate spots, uh, putting them in their cars and then dropping them off in Cabrini Green. I've heard that this actually happened. So, um, you know, am I excusing that kind of shit? Absolutely not. Am I, um, uh, do I feel that police should be coming from a place of integrity? Absolutely. Um, do I believe that um, many off police officers are genuinely good people? Absolutely, yes. Um, do I think that the cop who busted my friend for surfing in Lake Michigan last winter is a fucking asshole? Absolutely. But there are just a lot of variables going on in the equation. Um, and it's really hard to sort out which is which. I do know that the Luciferian energy works through um, that which is naive, right? So um, it's kind of like when you get into the people who, seekers who get into the world of, of ayahuasca. I was into that ayahuasca world for a while. And you the, um, the, the seeker, the, many of the seekers, the, see, the people who are seeking... Uh, the other universes that exist beyond this one or the other worlds that exist beyond this one or the other dimensions that exist beyond this one are very naive and very often uh, can fall into traps. 
and that energy that that not so good energy that masquerades itself as good can fool you and so that's what happened to me i started having encounters with the spirit world and spirits in the spirit world and they would tell me things about myself and kind of stroke my ego and next thing i know i'm just this self-righteous spiritual prick you know the kind of person that jp sears um would be mocking so my my point in sharing this is that there's um there are a lot of very well-meaning people out there in the world but then there's the ego um the the ego function comes in there and and do-gooderism turns into a look at me doing good type of thing. Do you guys see me doing good? And and then posting about me doing good and sharing my opinions about how good I am on social media. By the way, I've done all this shit, so I'm, I'm not excusing myself from this equation. Um, but what happens is the truth then gets um, undermined. So for instance, I was reading an article this morning in the Epoch Times and the article is entitled, Interim Chief, Austin Police Department in Dire Crisis After Defunding. So it says the city of Austin faces a crisis of rising violent crime after the city council voted last year to drastically reduce the police department's budget. Interim Police Joseph Chacon says, last summer the Austin City Council voted to defund the police department by $150 million, which resulted in canceling multiple cadet classes and disbanding multiple units responsible for responding to DWI's domestic violence, stalking, and criminal interdiction. Uh, So instead, the council redistributed the money to other city programs and suggested that community community organizers respond to 911 calls instead of the police department. So response times to 911 calls are now 20 to 30 minutes on average, and the homicide rate is at a level we have never really seen before, Chacon told attendees at a recent lunch held at the Headliners Club. Shikun said he's met individually with each council member to explain the dire situation we are in, and I'm going to call it a crisis because that's that's what it is. They all get it. Um, so slow response times are due to not having enough police, Shikun said, and the low staffing level is not sustainable. The Austin Police Department is currently losing 15 to 20 officers a month, the chief said, with many quitting and retiring and not enough new recruits to replace them. The department is projecting 235 vacancies by May 2022 and 340 vacancies by May 2023. And then it says later in the article that crime rate or homicide rates are up by 300% in Austin. So um, that's sort of, yeah, a 300% increase in murders this year, a double-digit increase in property crimes, such as with a double-digit increase in property crimes, such as burglaries and carjackings, right? So that's what happens when um, people take to the streets and make demands without grasping um, bigger pictures. And again, it's not to excuse um, the behavior of, you know, for instance, uh, in the the Loveland, Colorado Police Department, where the cop basically beat the shit out of a de- developmentally disabled person who didn't know what the hell was going on, and then got caught on video making fun of the person that they basically slapped around and then threw in a cell and traumatized and terrorized. That's no bueno, no bueno, not good, not good, not good, not good. 
right? But um, it's it's and and it's it's funny because I realize that I am prone to be a bit of a contrarian, so argue with whatever. But ultimately, that is in service of discovering the truth. And I have found that by uh, ingesting information from a variety of different sources, you sort of come to you come to realize that again, as I've said many times, that which is being masqueraded as truth is not truth. There's certainly plenty of elements of truth to it, but it's not like, for instance, with this, um, this, uh, this, uh, what's it called? This new COVID D variant, Delta variant of COVID. There was a, an article in Vice magazine yesterday, which was basically saying, this is the new crisis, but if you look at the number of deaths per day, or it was either per day or per week. I believe it was three hundred, and so they're 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 the headline leads you to believe that there's this horrific new COVID crisis on the horizon, but it's three hundred deaths per day versus the number of deaths at the height of the pandemic. I believe was three thousand or four thousand. So it's still it's really one tenth of the amount that it was at its peak. And it's being, people are being led to believe as a result of reading these headlines that it, it's far worse than it actually is. And as I have, I, I hate having to say this, I'm not a COVID denier. I don't, I don't, I believe in COVID. Believe me, I don't want COVID. And, and so again, when you start to see these discrepancies, then you start to wonder about the extent of the untruths that are being propagated, you know? So then you start to wonder about the vaccine and I'm actually a member of a vaccine, a vaccine group in Facebook, like a vaccine injury group. And there are all these people who've got these stories um, about Things that are super fucked up that are happening to the bodies of themselves and their loved ones as a result, what they think is the result of the vaccine. And they're basically being gaslighted by by the doctors and the people in the emergency rooms when they go. And if you, you ask around, you can, um, there's all kinds of people ending up in, you know, like a person very close to me ended up in the hospital not that long ago, a woman who I know in North County, San Diego, was paddleboarding and blacked out and then had this very rare form of amnesia strike her for a 24-hour period. It's like this specific type of, very rare specific type of amnesia. And then if you um, watch Cliff High stuff, which is just super cool. I, I love Cliff High. I do not believe everything Cliff High says, but I, I believe he's worth paying attention to. But he's basically saying that this sort of thing is happening and that the Canadian air airline industry is quietly uh, seeking to prevent vaccinated people from flying planes because that's exactly what can happen. They can black out and crash the plane, right? So you hear that, you hear Cliff High mention that, and then you are casually talking to your friend and they're like, yeah, I don't know, I fell off a paddleboard and was in the hospital for 24 hours. I have no recollection as to what happened, right? Then you hear about someone else who had a stroke, like a friend of mine's husband had a stroke at like 41 years old. And then another person I know um, was showing early blood clot warning signs of pre-stroke stuff. 
And there's a lot of blood stuff that they they a lot of the renegades point to blood like the major blood clotting the blood clots that you see um that you hear about in the news are really just um like there's blood clotting there's a lot of blood clotting but then there are these more extreme examples that get reported on uh, so there's a lot of blood stuff apparently with the mrna vaccines now again am i like a scientist no did i just hear all this stuff yes I just heard it, but I heard it through like, it's sort of like you hear it over here, then you sort of hear something over there, then you pay attention, uh, you tune in a little bit more and you hear more and more stories, you know, like, am I a conspiracy theorist? Like, I guess maybe sort of, but not really. I'm just a person who seeks the truth, which is all a conspiracy theorist really is. And again, when you discover, when you start to see that, um, untruths are being passed along you start to really or half truths are passed along you start to question everything and then it can get really disturbing and if you're a person who's truly questioning things then you you start to get gaslighted like the entire establishment everything media and that social media exists almost to gaslight you it's almost like maya the architect of delusion is coming back and bitch slapping you back into your place and i feel like the guy in um the guy in 1984 at the end you know with the rats that's kind of how i feel sometimes i'm not the only one i'm not the only excuse me i'm not the only intelligent person who feels this way um again am i a person who's kind of always looking out for a scam fuck yeah am i projecting yes we all are am i keeping an eye on that yes through all of this is there some sort of nugget of truth to my hunches very 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 likely very likely so you mix it all up in a pot and what do you get <laughs> kundalini yoga and surfing and playing music and trying to fucking forget about this shit as much as i possibly can and what can you do to seek the solace that your soul wishes to have do you have solace yeah what is the what can you take on what can you put in your life to 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 generate a sense of um soundness in your soul and that's why i'm always coming back to course in miracles i'm always coming back to the uh Dave, the work of david hawkins the words of jesus forgive them father they know that what they do replacing grievances with miracles but then amidst all of this, what is the responsibility? If you're seeing the truth of a situation, is it your responsibility to share that in the most responsible way possible? Because there is, um, there is censorship happening. Um, censorship is a, it's essentially a, a lobbing off of someone's truth. Um, I've, as, as I mentioned before, I'm finishing up a book and I got to be careful about the way I language things in it, I was kind of warned by a friend of mine, like to not use certain types of language, which really isn't, I'm not using any sort of bad language or racist language or anything like that, right? Um, at all. I'm just reporting the situation um, in the exact way that I remember it, right? Um, and that's it. And so if you're, if you're telling me that the way that I remember a situation or I recall a situation is 
you know, politically incorrect or that I shouldn't say it the way that I remember it, then you're cutting off what my soul is seeking to express. And, um, you know, I had a friend that they posted something about cancel culture on Facebook the other day, like vote with your wallet. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I totally get that. But when you've got books from like ascent that have essentially been removed, like the Dr. Seuss book, uh, if I ran the zoo has basically vanished. It's, it's gone. You, there's a Dr. Seuss book you can no longer buy. You could get it for $130 on Amazon, but it's, you can't just order it for like 12 bucks off Amazon or nine bucks or 15 bucks off Amazon. You have to, you have to pay the, um, you know, the, the rate that you would pay when something is in high, high, high demand because it no longer exists. That's weird because you can, um, People are like, yeah, he was racist and he portrays the, the, you know, the Chinaman or whatever in stereotypical ways. And I, I mean, I, again, I completely get that. I get that it's maybe in a little bit, uh, it's not in the best taste, but you got to play, put yourself in the time and the place of Dr. Seuss in post World War II America and see it through that, you know, see it through that lens, like put it in, put it in context, right? And put it in the context of the time out of which it was created. Was he racist? I don't know, maybe, but, but you've got, it's funny because the example I used in um, regards to this person's Facebook post about cancel culture was you can, you could go on Apple Music right now and listen to the song Kim by Eminem, where he's graphically depicting himself, uh, coming home in a drunken rage and screaming at his girlfriend and then um, viciously murdering her after misogynistically abusing her, beating the shit out of her, beating the shit out of her. Then he, you know, stabs her and throws her in the trunk of his car and um, throws her in the ocean. I might be confusing that with another Eminem song. This is an Eminem song in the first album where he <laughs> murders his girlfriend and buries her in the ocean. But this one, he's just like screaming at her. It's the most vicious it's one of the most disgusting works of art ever created. It's, 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 it's awful. And the fact that you can still get, you can still get Kim and that people were raising a stink about Greece several months back. That's super fucked up. That's just bizarre. It's just completely bizarre because the, the cancel culture, it doesn't, it doesn't serve any real ends like what's the end so like if when we're living in a world where no one is ever offending anybody ever for any reason and everyone is censoring themselves before they say anything and their expressions are cut off and nobody is being who they authentically are because they're afraid to speak up because if they speak up they there will be consequences of speaking up um if they speak up they could get canceled um i watched the the jk rowling was like she just said some some trans stuff that I didn't it didn't occur as unreasonable to express on Twitter and she caught hell and I think she got canceled. The fact that um Donald Trump is banned from Twitter is a little weird. It's just a little weird. You know, it's a private company. I know, but it's a private company that has a lot to do with how all of the information in the entire world is disseminated. Right. Um, so there's a lot of things to consider here. And again, there is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And the reason I don't pick on the far right as much is because that shit goes without saying. 
And that's like overtly, it's much more overt. They're like, yeah, we hate, yeah, we fucking hate gay people and we're basically racist. You got a fucking problem with that? And that energy is what Hawkins would refer to as satanic. So that's overtly evil. And the Luciferian energy is more, you know, hey, all of a sudden there aren't any cops at the scene of a shooting. And now Mr. Nice Fireman, who's your friend, got shot trying to help somebody because there was no yellow tape. And the gang member took advantage of that. That's Luciferian energy. That's the difference. And this is all according to David Hawkins, you know, and you're uh, more than welcome to dive into his body of work. If you do dive into his body work, body of work and you truly ingest it, it will have a profound effect on your experience of what it means to be a conscious being. I think I'm going to cut it off there. This might have been a slightly shorter episode. Hey, thanks again. Shout out to um shout out to Greg again. We hope you feel better. I hope you feel better. Sending you love, sending you prayers. Um hope all of you are doing well. I as I I as I said before, I didn't intend for this thing to the Magic Pisces podcast to become a um like a, a news commentary or a worldview commentary that wasn't my intention at all but very soon after I began it um this whole covid thing popped up and all of a sudden many of us are being almost forced to take a stand or forced to express quote unquote our truth when we talk about our truth it's interesting because there there really is only one truth there's not his truth, her truth, their truth. It's just the truth. And so much of, of my experience of what it means to be alive today has to do with discerning what the truth is and then sharing how I feel it, what I feel it is in any given moment. And of course, course correcting when necessary. And of course, trying to honor all sides of the issue. And, you know, sometimes I get a little bit carried away. We all do. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on the Magic Passies podcast. Bye-bye.
Thank you.